Allison Rosen. This week on Allison Rosen is your new best friend, James Gunn. I think that because of movies, everyone thinks if you like someone, just tell them. When in real life, usually in my experience, when you tell someone, they already knew. That's, so what? So therefore, the fact... I think that's almost always true, too. Yeah. But so what? Well, because sometimes, is- like, so, there's a lot of women out there who are clueless. Like, totally clueless over to whether somebody's interested in them or not. We've made you think that. Subscribe to Allison Rosen as your new best friend on iTunes. Only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. Allison's your new best friend. Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome podcasters to the first part of our show, which is the jazz series, the music and jazz series. And if you've been following us along the way, how jazz, the birth of jazz and the black church, some in the 18th century, um, a real cry and soul from the black church for expression during a very difficult time, slaves working in the fields and Blacks um, not being free. Church was the only outlet. So this kind of real expression began to come about freedom and about being able to let their voice out and sing and so forth. It began in church, but then also then began to you know, get into the outside, um, into the fields and into the river boats and on the Mississippi. And jazz was born. Though it was very simple, it had a great deal of soul and emotion, but had very little head intellectually. In other words, uh, the, the harmonies were very simple, just blues chords and so on. But as it began to move up now, what we're following around the 1920s and 30s, uh, borrowed music from the beginning Broadway plays and European harmonies, and now jazz musicians had to study um, more legitimately, learn their horns better. Um, Juilliard in Philadelphia is a friend of mine, studied good jazz player. Um, Juilliard and um, Curtis Institute, Berkeley, and so on. So now jazz has a head, beginning of a head, and it's going to get a little more intellectual. Uh, This first one won't be exact same um, demonstration of that, but uh, uh, it will be the beginning of a little of uh, advanced harmonies. Okay, April showers. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay, welcome podcasters, continuing our, our series. Um, and we've, in the last couple of weeks, we've been introducing um, Paul, St. Paul of the Christian world, um, into our series with the idea of uh, what he brought, something called flesh and spirit. So uh, prior to that, we've been um, we've been on Buddhism, and we did a lot of Buddhism, Zen, and um, so we thought we'd get into some other other so some other areas. So the aim of the series, remember, is to take a good deep look at ourselves. That's what we're trying to do, um, from the point of uh, sources from way back where people knew things. Um, generations and years ago, um, and we're trying to learn something from them by these traditions and, um, and putting it in kind of into the bedrock of Western psychology. So a great underground stream of ideas and practices that was repeated through many, many centuries, we're trying to look at them now, uh, all through the surface of human history, we're trying to uncover couple of them that might be um, integral. In other words, they took place in the other disciplines as well. And one of the things that were, is this St. This, uh, Paul. Um, if we had to, if those voices of the past through all of history could have um, had a voice, it would be something like for us to begin to stop, just that word stop, stop us in the middle of our functional life, um, which was so, um, the momentum of that is so strong, we can't have a moment to really um, search more deeply. So stop. Learn to look at ourselves. Learn to remember the high reality of our birthright. We're born with a real potential. Learn to remember that and to see the falsehood of just of our, our um, automatic, mechanical life, of evolution, of our first nature. So we're born, in, we said we're born in the flow of these two powerful forces, the bondage of nature and all its laws. That's a very strong, strong area. Uh, this connected to the developmental conveyor belt and on we go, flowing through generations and centuries um, with only a small part of the population really wondering what's the purpose of their life. So that's the question we're asking our audience today. The purpose of our life. And there's a, also the nature of this bond is, is that we have to intentionally make a requisite payment the bondage is so strong that we're, not, we're just not going to think our way out of it. Um, so we've got to be able to pay dues for this. Dues by facing the power of that lower nature and it will not giving up its hold on the characteristics it has. So we need some intentional interaction is needed to fulfill 
we, we have to fulfill the natural functions and we have to do with integrity and perfection and potential and, and the possibility of fulfilling that um, uh, uh, makes us a preparation for the spirit to come. In other words, we can't bring it into a junkyard of addictions and and um, compulsions and uh, and with little basic sanity. There's no foundation for this higher level to even come. So we're thoughtful of that. Uh, do we in our life now? Is it running the best that we know? Are we doing our really doing our job, our day jobs, our profession? Are we doing them with real integrity and truthfulness? So we need a, a, um, an attention founded on progressive clarity. Step by step, we've got to get more clear about this. Clarity of the mind and the heart. The basic existence of spiritual, the spiritual self has to do with attention, sensitivity, mindfulness, and insight. But right now, the state of the, of these other parts of us are quite fragmented, and we have difficulty with, with that. But these are not qualities that are, are automatic. In other words, it isn't that some way we just, um, because we're, we're um, doing even well in, in our first nature laws, we still may have no interest in this other. Because this would require uh, effort, education, work, and a general uh, involvement um, and then a, a struggle against these other forces. Yeah, that reminds me when I sent a, a pretty close friend of mine to you and um, he hits you up on, you know, hey, is this going to make me happier or, you know, and you kind of told him, you know, this is what you're going to get. And he goes, well, thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he saw you once. <laughs> right. He said, that, that's not for me. That's not for me. And on that line, freedom is this not, a, not an actuality. In other words, the move to something else is not an actuality for, for the vast majority, just as Ray was showing by that um, a young man. He uses a, a vast majority of human beings who have neither the inclination nor the ability to struggle against their own lower nature. So Ray's example was an idea of a massive group of people. But there's, there's yeah, that, but everybody's... Well, most are in that boat. I mean, most that I run in. I'm, yeah. I, I've, I don't think I have one friend that's, um, you know, I mean, yeah, I've referred people to you and, you know, you go to the lectures and such, but I don't, I don't know many people that participate in this. You, mm. but I mean, you know, and I know there's groups out there and such, but in your day-to-day goings-on, even if you look at your cast of friends... Or so-called friends, or whatever you you know, whatever it is. There's there's not a lot of people doing this. No. Um, and by the way, where do you meet them? Yeah. Well, you would have to go to communities where where there's work. You might meet them in Buddhist practices, um, Zen practices, yoga. 
people that meet for yoga. Um, so they're like, you, you almost have to get to a community. It's very hard to generally find it in the world. There's very little inclination in the world, and particularly the effort it would have to take. Um, so now we're, um, we talked a little bit about the flesh of Paul's, which is just that conditioned eye, just those inclinations to not go after anything lower in a lower nature, but to go on just as is, with desire, comfort, and hope for um, some kind of a conflict-free life in some way. <laughs> um, so, as Ray points out, there's not... Well, podcasters you may know in your own life, uh, is there anyone interested in higher consciousness that I know? You may know someone. Or, or reading a book or so about it or something. Um, it would be good to inquire in your friends uh, if there is an interest in uh, developing, um, moving up in consciousness. So what I'm calling this ordinary being that Paul called flesh, this conditioned eye and all its characteristics, remember we mentioned that? Habits, mental associations, compulsions, conscious and, conscious and unconscious um, emotional reactivity, what psychology would call the false self. So that's where these two crossroads meet, that that flesh of the flesh of Paul and certain realms of psychology were called that the false self, that conditioned I. And that come under the law of accident. The law of accident just means where I happen to be born. Was my father a trombone player in Sicily? Was I born in the middle of China in a rice field or something? Uh, where, you know, wherever it is, whatever it may be, and some cultures are more uh, toned to spirit than other cultures. And pr probably most every relationship you, or so-called relationship you've ever been in falls under the law of accident. Yeah, most, most of life. And now, it's, it's a matter of degree. Um, no, it's not. Some more, <laughs> some less. Uh, some a little more open to the potential they have inside them. Uh, some at the very bottom that have no interest at all. So it's, it's, I'm not, I don't mean to be talking just in black and white. There's degrees of interest and inclination. All right, the, uh, the example of, of an idea of the flesh coming up against spirit is the teaching of Gandhi. He called it Sayagruha. It's a long Sayagruha. It's an it's a, uh, Indian uh, Indian I word. ate that last night. Yeah, sounds like something like that. Where the meeting of these natures, selves, uh, take place. They bump, they come into each other. Um, and um, he did it by bucking the English rule. And, um, oh, what's his name? I have to think of him. Um, what's the American version of that? Uh, Black Martin Luther Martin King. Martin Luther King, yeah. They both, in <coughs> fact, Martha Luther King took that idea from uh, Gandhi, which is they wanted change and they wanted truthfulness and they wanted fairness, but
but they weren't going to get it through aggression. And so they had to come up against the aggression, Gandhi against the English aggression, and all the things. Um, and he had mobs of people involved, but, but none of them uh, were aggressive. He actually trained them. That what we're going to get, we're going to get through justice and truthfulness, and we're not going to use the same violence of these other people. Well, look, look what Martin Luther King went through and those people. Those, that were more familiar with than Gandhi. But, um, and both assassinated. Yeah. And so these kinds of people are usually, like in the past, the prophets and people Jesus. of the past, yeah, and Paul, they were mostly killed. How did Buddha die? He, he died a natural death. He died of old age. Yeah, he, did, he wasn't assassinated. And some of them haven't been, but some have. Uh, so when these two forces really come together, remember that we see in the we see in the news about these blacks marching from one town to another in Mississippi, coming over the bridge, and you can see what was waiting for them: the the police on the other side, and the crowds, and the water hoses, and these people were dogs, dogs biting this. It's like that's what we need to go through almost individually, only at another level. Um, there's a struggle. The way those people struggled to get over that bridge, to get to that town, or sat in that um, restaurant and wanted a cup of coffee and were ignored and had to sit there for hours and chased out and couldn't get on a bus. Or It's very similar to the struggle where you individually have to to work on your interior life. You know, whenever I see that type of footage, it, it always, like, first it sparks, um, you know, the, the anger part of you, you know, like the injustice of it, just how wrong it is. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, beat, you know, go back with more force kind of thing. You know, that's what you think immediately. Right. But then it always makes my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. my like body hurt. I remember watching World at War with my dad when I was mm. little, and I saw a Japanese guy get torched with a flamethrower, and I think it was like uh, four or something like that. Yeah. I just burst out into tears. Mm-hmm. I was like freaked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's the kind of reaction. I mean, that, that's because I was a little kid, so it's more it was real, mm-hmm. you know, and you knew that was just wrong. Just like it's yeah. just wrong. For what those, and then what's wrong in you, and to to be insightful enough for that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in our first nature. There's a lot of violence in it. it it's going after what what it wants to get something, wants to possess, it wants to own, it wants to make sure that anything in its way. Um, it has to come across. It's um. It's, it's capacity to be violent. Very much in the first nature. Okay, so I think we're getting the picture of this. So... Are you um, going to give some um, examples, of, more examples of Gandhi? I like Gandhi. Or no? Well... You know what though? We can we get we got to do um you know what Jim? We got a new thing called PayPal cuz you're my pal and I'm your pal and we don't get paid. <laughs> so 
it'd be nice if somebody um, contributed something to the uh, Jim Corolla LL Jim or whatever it might be, at least to this podcast, because we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and to, the, to those that have been, thank you very much. Uh, we, we greatly appreciate it, and uh, it is nice to see that there's support out there, but just go ahead and go to uh, acejimcarolla.com, and you'll find all the info there. And throw out some first names, like, thank you, Jennifer, thank you, you know, if you got any. I will have some in just a second. In the meantime, why don't you go ahead and do Amazon? Uh, who are they? Oh, yeah, and our other sponsor, Amazon. We'd like to thank them. You know what? Let's hear from them. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla, and this is a plea because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Hey, Gary, is there anybody we can thank? Because I'd like to. Yeah, We'd like to, actually. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, went to Amazon. But on the PayPal front, thank you. Uh, Goes out to, let's see here, Michael Michals. Just Uh, say first names. All right. Michael. uh, Thank uh, you, Michael. Arena. Bems. B-E-M-Z. Gary, what happened to the first, just say first names. That is the first name of this. Oh, is Bems? Bems. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh and Craig. Oh, okay. And finally, uh one more Michael. So We uh, have any girls? No girls send in? You know, I don't know. Bems could be a girl. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I know we have female fans. Uh, we have a female fan on Twitter, Isis I, who's always retweeting us and oh, that's tweeting nice. at you, Ray and She's she's a big fan of what we're doing here on Life Lessons. So thank you to everyone who's been helping out, and uh, keep it up. All right, yeah. Special thank you for the people that are making themselves known. And it said that we're going to add a portion to the show to do is call in. That's a new uh, category. But for those people that have something that um, would like to share it in a dialogue with us here, Ray, Jim, and Gary... Um, so starting next week, or what's the date of this week? What's the date of so, yeah. So basically, we'll be taking calls for the next few weeks. Watch Facebook and Twitter for the exact times to call. It'll usually be Wednesday mornings around 10 a.m. Pacific time. But watch Facebook and Twitter for details and phone number. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are sitting there looking at each other. Okay, caller. Oh. So what you what else you got there, Jim? Oh, okay, we are you on? Oh. Okay. Okay, so we're on. So we talked about this this important meeting between of flesh and um and spirit. And we used Gandhi and Martin Luther King as people were going for higher truth and spirit and um, folks that were blocking him and being violent as what could come out of the more flesh part of us. So this meeting could be the beginning of the trans, uh, transformation of our first place of individually of our superficial, narrow, and fragmented ways of thinking, seeing, feeling, and being into a, into a deep inner, wide, more 
wider spiritual view of life uh, and integrate it into our adult life. See, when those two forces met, it was terrible for both Gandhi and his group and uh, Martin Luther King. But eventually a transformation occurred that, uh, that uh, the Indians were for their independence and the blacks uh, um, having a path towards freedom. Not that it's gotten there yet, but... President, it's there, baby. We have a black president, Jim. Oh, yeah, a black president. Yeah, so transformation... It's kind of awesome, by the way, too. Well, uh, that we that Barack Obama is president. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can see what that now. Remember, the ordinary mind, unaware that it is riding the drift of nature. Now, now here's mind again. Ordinary mind, more the flesh mind, the drift of nature's laws and ego's habits. It thinks it's it's directing us. It's directing the machine, us, with the willpower fueled by habits and caught in the tide of little, the, the little self. That little momentum and that drift is the little self. So mind has to also uh, move up from that momentum. That's, so, that's a big, big, big deal you just said there. Yeah. We're giving the headlines of things. We hope to... As you take them in, you'll have a, some feeling about it and some thought or some question. So at first, there must be a prolonged. In other words, if you um, any kind of transformation, as we spoke about before, um, there must be a prolonged and often tedious and painful period of preparation. I mean, look what Gandhi and Martin Luther King went through. Even to get to that place, even uh, that's a real uh, preparation. And, and purification. In other words, they had to work on themselves as well. Of the psychosomatic complex of the whole being, body, mind, um, heart, psychosomatic complex, until it is ready and fit for a, an opening to a greater truth. Powerful work before be ready to be open to a greater truth and light to a, a higher influence, divine, um, whatever you want to call that, whatever that is for you, enlightenment, higher consciousness, or a divine energy of spirit um, uh, from the higher levels. So it's interesting that any, look, we talked about the escape velocity a lot. We took those, escape velocity is when in physics they couldn't get the, the spaceships beyond a certain point. As, as long as they had that barrier, that barrier, the thing that stops and don't allow something to happen. And when they worked their way through that, they called it the escape velocity. Uh, as I told you last week, I ride with a, um, a physicist um, that worked in those areas. Um, and he explained that. Once they got through that, then it went to the moon. It, just got, it didn't have that gravity or that flesh self of violence to hold it down. It was free to move to another level. That's a great parallel. 
I mean, and it took all that power just to to have zero gravity. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of a strange juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. These three examples we're given today are, are an idea of what we'd be up against innerly. Won't be as dramatic of what we're. We'll make the newspapers our history, but it'd be our own individual battle to see if we can. And then for that, we need a community, and um, psychology could help, psychotherapy. Though psychology is not this energy, but it's a help to, for this purgation and, and purification of the, of the parts of us, the fragmentary part of us that stops us from going any further. We also use the analogy of a classroom. You know, when the classroom is kind of wild with bullies and you can see that no learning could really be done, almost like it needs to be quieted and the bullies need to be sat down and the room has to be cleaned up and um, the respect for the teacher or the part of ourselves, the intermediate part that could work on this self um, to begin to now educate uh, the other parts of us. Uh, so that's been an example. Anyway, and the final thing I want to say is that um, spirit is the crown of universal existence. It's the higher food. It's the higher octane. It's something that can lead to another place where the lower part can't. It could only go so far. Matter is its basis. That's where it's lit. It's, it's in matter. It's in us. It's in matter. Mind is the link between the two. So we have the spirit as the crown universal existence, matter as its base, mind is the link between the two, the bridge. So that's the why the work on mind is so important. Spirit is that which is concealed and has to be revealed. That's why it's not just coming to us so automatically. You have to go for it. It's concealed in this higher level. Uh, where mind and body are the, are the means by which it seeks to reveal itself. It actually could be revealed in, in mind and body. Spirit is the image of this higher, of a kind of a yoga. People that understand the yoga means a coming. Um, yoga, mind and body are the means, a unification of mind and body. All of nature is an attempt to progress, but the truth of this energy would make it go even faster. In other words, nature and evolution is moving at, at some schedule. I mean, at some level, it's moving. It's slowly heading towards... Made, made humans certainly have a, a, um, a neurological system with three brains and so on, so it's evolving. But um, the spirit is either another evolution. It's beyond um, the natural evolution of uh, a psychosexual development. It's, a, it's another level of, it goes beyond that. So think of it in that way. Spirit is the crown of universal existence. People call that God, different names. Matter is its basis. It works through those laws of matter. Mind is the link between the two. That's why mind has to be cleared up.
Spirit is that which is concealed and has to be revealed. That's why it's not easy to see. Mind and body are the means by which it can be revealed. That's, that's why we need to work with the first nature, mind and body. Um, but that's the container. It needs to almost welcome in this higher power of spirit. All right, so I think that's a good summary. So I'll help you to get the idea of, uh, of the movement. This higher is, um, needs, it's in the lower, but there has to be a clarification in the lower to allow it to operate. Remember, mm-hmm. recall that, remember we called mm-hmm. that going into a knick-knack shop where, the, where you go into the shop and all kinds, of, but it's all, all over the place, everything's in the wrong place. The records are where the other thing's supposed to be. Remember that? What do they call that? Knick-knack? <laughs> kind of, What's that? Like a, what is it? Like a souvenir shop kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, something like that. Something's got a lot of mixed things in it. And that's not, it may not be ordered and it may be. So you're trying to look for a certain thing, but you can't find it. It's not in the right place. Look um, in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a look in the mirror. Okay, folks, so I hope that last part particularly helps us uh, get a little that was structure. Good, of, um, but all the work it takes just to see that alone is, fuck, man. Yeah. You know, it does. It takes a lot to even gleam a little of it. And it takes a daily practice. Yeah. It yeah. really, you can't just, it's not a hit and run proposition. Yeah. I wish it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just not. It doesn't work that way. Right. Like anything, or be an athlete or musician or something, dancer, there's a whole period of preparation. And the same thing with this. We come in as babies, um, if we're just interested at the beginning, and then we need to go through kind of similar to what people go through who really are learn skills and, and intellectual and learn to write and play, and um, they need to go through steps to reach that. Uh, we and we would need to also. And as Ray points out, um, you need you need other people. Those that's what we call by a community, and um, you need to read about it and um, look at life of Gandhi and look at the life of. Uh, Martin Luther, King. Martin Luther King and others uh, to let's know what they went through to, hire, to have higher truth be part of this world. Okay, podcasters, so we hope to hear from you um, and um, see what these teachings mean to you. Remember, this is not psychotherapy or I'm not a guru. This is putting out ideas and see if they make any meaning to you the work itself has to be done by you, and you have to find the source of where you could do the practices. So, if that's your interest for higher consciousness, well, like, well, give me so some of your practices, though. I mean, I know you go to church, and I know you go to a thing you call the work, and so there's what percentage of your week, let's just say, because I'm speaking from the first nature right now, is involved in the second nature for you? Um, well, 
at one level, it's what hours that I put into these other things. Um, I was born a Catholic, and did what everybody else usually does was threw it out the window and left it for decades and decades. But realized through my own um, meditations in the more Buddhist world that I began to see that there's also a teaching, an esoteric teaching in Catholicism as well. So I ended up uh, going back, but I go, but I go every day. So yeah. that's the idea of, of doing it with a little more, um, you know, the Catholic Church, you're supposed to come once a week for Mass, but I go to a very early Mass every morning with my wife, Lynn. She's also on it. So I do that every day, and I, I, I'm in a kind of a, um, what's called a Gurdjieff work, but it's very similar to an Eastern work, where there's meditation and different practices. Um, and I... Uh, I, I'm, I'm there every Sunday, all day. I'm there on Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very big part of my life. Um, and you do sittings. Oh, yeah. And I do continue to do the morning sittings. And a lot of little practices like mindfulness. And so I'm saying everything. 90% of your week, then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, something. <laughs> very, very big portion of my week's devoted to um, the spirit, sort of the... The crown of our existence, the spirit. Okay. The, hey, Jim, I think yeah. people should know that they're lucky to, to hear this, that you really are. I mean, this is not something that's common, and um, to gleam a little of it is a really big deal, and we appreciate everybody listening. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm just hopeful that if, if this would mean anything to anybody, that they would then have to follow through with the actual preparation. Okay, folks, so we'll continue next week. We'll move on to, uh, to another area. We covered the flesh of Paul and spirit. Um, a spirit we can go on for a long time about. They'll interweave in everything we do. Um, remember, that is the crown of our existence. That's, and mind is between the two, the bridge. Um, all right, so see you next week, and thank you for tuning in. Bye. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.